Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Deborah Wayne. Deborah Wayne, founder of the Biofield Healing Institute, is an internationally known energy healer and pain release specialist who helps men and women to rapidly remove the hidden cause of chronic pain, depression, anxiety, trauma, battles with weight, binge eating, and more. Deborah is the best-selling author of Why Do I Still Hurt and has earned degrees and certifications in psychology, hypnotherapy, and chemical dependency counseling, has 30-plus years practicing and teaching the art of meditation, is a nationally recognized fine artist, a former professional modern dancer, certified yoga instructor, Reiki master, founder of the Biofield Healing Immersion Method, and Biofield Healing Practitioner Training Program. I know it may sound crazy, but everything is energy, and that energy can get stuck in the body, and that's what creates pain. Your back pain, joint pain, jaw pain, and so much more can be from an unhealed trauma. But don't worry, Deborah is going to explain what's happening so you can do something about it. Here we go. Oh, I'm really excited today because we have my friend, Deborah Wayne, with us, and we're going to be talking all about uh, healing, deep healing, energy healing, and um, how to live pain-free and who, I mean, who doesn't want that? So welcome, Deborah. Hi, Debbie and everyone. (laughs) So glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, just so excited to have you. So how did you how did you wind up here? How did you wind up in this whole field of of energy healing and specializing in pain release? Well, the short answer is I trashed my own health. <laughs> <laughs> and by doing that, I had to go on a brand new journey and truly start to reevaluate everything that I had learned. I had to unlearn it all and really find myself. Uh, in a way that I had never done before. And I literally just, I woke up one morning um, in such excruciating pain from head to toe and I couldn't get off the floor of my closet and I, I couldn't go to work that day. I had basically finally run out of answers trying to fix myself and figure out what was wrong. And it was physical pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain. I mean, I was just bankrupt inside. And um, like I said, I, I finally reached out for help and I started to unlearn all the ideas that I had about who I was supposed to be and how to run my life and the the work and the goals that I had. Everything was like wearing the wrong size clothing for me. Mm. <laughs> so I threw it all out and I went back to school. I I. I found hobbies that I loved. I started ceramics classes and salsa dancing and read 150 books the first year. And uh, I started this amazing journey. The most important key was I started meditating again. And in my meditations, I began to have these really interesting, what I call spiritual experiences. And I became aware of this life force energy that was to be used to help heal myself and other people. And fast forward over 30 years later now, like it all has led one step at a time. My whole path unfolded uh, as a result of that. And that's how I end up here today, helping other people so they don't have to go through the hell I went through. And you know what I love about what you said? 
all of that unlearning and so often think about it, we go through life where we're sort of programmed with all the shoulds. I should do this. I should do that. And I should be really happy with it. And it's when we question, you know what, this doesn't, this doesn't feel right for that me. exactly my story. I followed the formula I was taught. A plus B was supposed to equal happiness. I was miserable. And until I questioned it, and I, I took too long to question it, actually. And I kept trying to force myself into a box, a world, a life that wasn't right for me. And it almost killed me. And quite frankly, I ended up, the only way I could get through that fake life that wasn't right for me was to medicate myself. I drank every night till I passed out on the couch. I lived for 14 years on painkillers that I was highly addicted to and almost killed me. And I ate pints of ice cream with a spoon, just sat down with a pint of ice cream. I could eat two of them, three of them sometimes until I was so sick, I had to just pass out. And that is not living. I was just trying to numb out and ignore the messages that my my inner self and my body were trying to tell me. And I want to stop you right there because you actually hit on a few of the ways that we try to numb. You know, some people will choose one or the other and you, you, you picked on some heavy hitters right there. Yeah. And it's really true. It's we're getting that message that some, what used to work doesn't work anymore. What used to feel good doesn't feel good anymore. What used to make sense doesn't make sense anymore. But if we're to stop and look at it, it's going to cause a lot of things to unravel. So it seems like if yeah. we just numb, avoid, distract, that's going to be a better solution. And we try to do that until we can't. Tell me about the unraveling. Yeah. So the unraveling, well, I, I was filled with anxiety and depression and I always internally felt like I wasn't good enough. I was waiting to get fired constantly. But the fact was I was one of the top performers in my field at the time. I was not going to get fired. This was all my own inner dialogue. And I, you know, I unraveled physically because I, I would overdo, overgive, push, 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 get back on that horse, power through. I just didn't know how to take a break. I didn't know how to relax. I didn't know self-care. I had no clue what that meant. And, you know, I grew up in a family of very high achievers. Um, not that I have anything against that. I, you know, I think I'm, I believe I'm here to help and serve and be of service to the world. But I had to first understand there really, there is a balance that's needed. And mm -hmm. I was way out of balance. And, you know, you mentioned some of the beliefs that you had. Yeah. Do you tell us how those beliefs can manifest physically? I love that question. Thank you. Um, what I've really come to discover is that our thoughts or the starting point for our entire life. So we live inside our head and science has shown us, shown that we think 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day. And when I work with clients, I've pretty much discovered <laughs> that there's about 10 thoughts that we recycle again and again, like a variation on a theme. And if these thoughts are negative or critical or fear-based or if there's, um, you know, they're full of shame and guilt and remorse and regret and anger, things like that. If, if we're rehearsing this, repeating this all day long, every thought has an emotional reaction. And emotions literally release 
chemicals, mm. drugs into our body. They affect our nervous system, our immune system, and specific organs of the body. And if we repeat these thoughts, and then the emotions connect to the thoughts, the emotions produce the toxins, the chemicals, and we get hooked on this pattern. This is how physical symptoms literally show up in our body and in our life. This is affecting every choice we make. It creates mm -hmm. our life. And so we think of pain as physical, but it actually starts with thought. And, and, you know, it's, it's so, you're so right. And it's so much easier just to understand, uh, you know, I stub my toe and it hurts like something right. physical leads to something physical. And it's so, so much more challenging sometimes to realize that something mental or emotional can create something physical, but that's exactly true. It, it here, these thoughts are poisoning poisoning yeah. us. Absolutely. But on the flip side, more positive uh, um, thoughts and emotions could could have us just really secrete and flood ourselves with healing hormones and chemicals too. Absolutely. So, no, so, the flip is, the reverse is also true. The only caveat is that a lot of people that I work with try to bypass the uncomfortable feelings. That's what I was doing when, until I hit my closet crisis. You mm -hmm. know, I was pretending I wasn't angry. I was pretending I wasn't afraid. I was pretending I wasn't anxious, trying to fake it till you make it. But the fact was until I owned those feelings and then examined my thinking, I couldn't heal. I couldn't get well. Yeah. And you know, the, the word that keeps coming up over and over and over again, when I hear of anybody mm -hmm. who truly transforms its willingness, willingness. It's a will right? It's a willingness to look at those dark emotions, to look at those habits, to look at those behaviors, take a look at where they, where they came from, why they're there and where they, where they led to. So you see people who are, and I've done your work, Deborah, it's powerful. So Tell us about the people who come to you, what they're coming in with. And you know, this uh, th this yeah. show is about betrayal. So give right. us maybe some stories of people who they come to you with a betrayal experience, but how does it manifest physically? And then, and then tell us about your work and what it does. Yeah, this is so fascinating when people come to me and I help them put that puzzle together because they typically come with and say things like, Deborah, I have tried everything and I have this chronic ongoing pain. It could be back pain or jaw pain or neck and shoulder pain or hip or leg pain, something like that. And they go, and I've just tried everything mm. and nothing has fixed it. And I can't figure it out. And I have tried, you know, and I've just seen every practitioner in town. And I have other people that come and say, I'm just so depressed. I, I can't, I'm exhausted. I can't get out of bed. I have no idea. Like I have no motivation to, to work or uh, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I'm just flat exhausted. Mm -hmm. And my world is getting smaller and smaller, or I'm so anxious. I panic every time I think about get, going on a job interview. Every time I think about dating, I'm, I'm just so anxious and filled with fear. And I, I, it's ruling my life and I want a life, but I don't have one. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is what I hear. But when I dig deeper and I work with people and I ask we have a conversation. What I find in almost every case is that it goes way back to childhood. Mm 
to a trauma, to a betrayal, Mm -hmm. to somewhere there was something that was truly dangerous for them. Maybe there was abuse or neglect or violence or addiction in their family, and they were afraid of getting hurt. Maybe they, they did get hurt physically or emotionally. Uh, they were abused. Or somebody important, like a parent or, or a caretaker, let them down and they, they were left in physical danger. Mm-hmm. Maybe there wasn't food on the table. Um, you know, there was some unpredictable, scary thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, it, many times it's real, and sometimes it's just imagined, but the mind doesn't know the difference between what's imagined and what's real. So for them, it really was real. And those traumas create patterns that 30, 40, 50 years later are unconscious because we learn to compensate because our brain is designed to keep us alive. We're survivors, but it's, our brain does not know how to keep us happy. It just keeps us alive, repeating the same pattern again and again until somebody helps you go deeper and asks you the right questions to get to this root. So when I work with people, I, that's what I do. I help them look at what happened Mm-hmm. Where, what, how is, what do you, how are you thinking about your life? I help them remove these damaging thoughts, help them find the emotions that many times people don't even realize they have and they're stuffed and stuck in the body causing pain. And then I speed it all up with my biofield healing work, working in the energy field, which is the most rapid way we have on the planet to tap into this unconscious trauma and, bring and it, I, move it out. Yeah, and I, I, I absolutely want to get to that, but I don't want to rush past this because it's such an yeah. important point. So here someone had some sort of, it could be a childhood trauma that just mm-hmm. was never looked at, unearthed, dealt with, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it can show up as, let's say, back pain. Absolutely. When For example, they're, in a, they're 50 years old now. Mm-hmm. And they're working in a career and their boss gives them a look, a tone of voice, a hand movement that triggers an original trauma of a parent, let's say a father, that used to yell or berate them or um, hit them or that betrayed them in some way that wasn't there for them. And over the years, they logged that in. They imprinted that trauma, that pain. And now anyone or anything or any experience that resembles the original incident, they will feel it in their body. They will tense up. They will tighten up. That muscular pain could become a migraine headache. It could become a a neck pain. It could show up as um, the back pain. But I'm telling you, it shows up in the body Mm -hmm. and it's all related. And does the person know that it's tied to that unhealed betrayal? Is this a completely subconscious thing? In most cases, I find it is. Uh, it's unconscious until I help them put that puzzle together and then all the lights go on. And usually I can help them pretty quickly to see the connection and not not keep stuffing the pain away. And And we interrupt the pattern and then we remove the pattern. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to take 10 years to do this. That's the beauty of it. But so many people uh, 
oh my God, like I, I work with a lot of people who have chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, for example, or arthritis or joint pain of some kind. Mm-hmm. And in every case I find there is typically this original trauma where there's anger, there's resentment, there's fear, guilt, shame, and remorse. And these things have never been released and resolved. And there's an inner conflict and it keeps getting triggered and triggered. And in the closet, it's just full. They can't take it anymore. And that's mm-hmm. when they finally say, uncle, and they start mm-hmm. searching and, and then no one helps them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They end up on my doorstep as the last doorstep when it should be the first, but it's the last in many cases. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And can you talk to, to us about how does the idea of energy getting stuck and how that contributes to pain yes. and a lot of the physical challenges that we have? So everything is energy, and we're not taught this, but everything, including the physical body, is really made of particles of energy and information. This is vibrational information. And so the body looks solid, and that's why we think, well, where does it hurt? Let's cut it out or drug it out. But the fact is the body is carrying information. It's all energy, and we know from science that energy constantly is able to change form. Now, here's the real beautiful thing that m- most people are, don't, don't, are not taught. Your pain symptoms are also made of energy. They're just a pattern of vibration, a pa- an energetic pattern. And if we work at the energy level, in the field of energy that surrounds the body, we can more rapidly affect the body. When we go to just the body, we often miss the mark because there are many, many things that will never show up on a medical test that won't be found in the physical body. It's in the energy field. And this is where we must work to more rapidly affect the pain, the emotional pain, the physical pain, any type of pain. Mm. And you know, what's so interesting about that is it's so important to work on that level and we can't see it. No. So that's what makes it such a challenge because if we can't see it so often we could just say, well, then it just doesn't exist, but it's so real. And there really, there's new equipment. It's really not that new, but it comes out of uh, Russia and Japan and it's not used in conventional or even alternative medicine here in our country. And this is the problem, is that there really, there are sophisticated pieces of equipment that can measure the light, the energy, the emotional pain, and the physical pain in a way that typically is not used here. Mm -hmm. And it will show the subtle changes that happen in the energy field and then show up in the body. And I've had the privilege of going into science labs with this equipment. It's remarkable what can be shown, uh, what can be measured. And it's just new to most people, unfamiliar to most people. Mm -hmm. And so they think, you know, and and it's true with the current equipment, you know, like um, MRIs, x-rays, et cetera, they're not seeing what's happening in the energy field, only what's happening in the physical body. And the body is the last place that anything ever shows up. So if we work in the energy field and start to release the patterns that are disturbances that are in the energy field, we can catch something before it shows up in the physical. And if it's already in the physical, we can also delete it 
by energetically moving it out much, much faster, even severe pain, even people who've had pain for 30 years. Mm. And, you know, and, and here's the important, one of the, the important pieces of this, I just want to make sure everybody hears this, that by the time it's physical, it's it's already been in the this energetic field for a long time, that the physical is the last place for it to show up. So yep. it's been there a long time. So talk to us about biofield healing. What's yeah. that all about? So this field that surrounds your body can... It's just remarkable. And it's like having a recording device. It's recorded everything that's ever happened to you. And many things that have, you've experienced, you don't even realize how significantly they, it, that it impacted you. So I, and, the, and I train practitioners as well, we go into this energy field and we can scan it like, a, like an MRI does with our hands and feel where there are disturbances in your field. And the beautiful thing about this is, is it can be done in person or at a distance. It's very accurate and it very fast acting. And so within seconds, I've become so sensitive that within seconds I can scan someone's field, feel exactly where there's a disturbance and change the vibration and create a harmonious vibration. And the old pattern will get interrupted and drop out of the field. And usually people immediately, oftentimes immediately, this is what's so remarkable, they will feel different. They will feel calm and peace. They'll, they'll tell me the pain they've had for 30 years, sometimes within an hour, is gone. Amazing. And and two two things come up with this because I'm sure the listeners are saying, well, Deborah, you just have some special magical gifts. So right. how could you possibly teach other people to, to do this? Yeah. So I want to address that. And how do you do this at a distance? What why is that not impacted? Because yeah. someone may think, well, you need to physically be there in order to physically, you know, have these have this healing. Well, so what I've discovered is that this work is actually based on the principles from physics. And we know in physics that we are all interconnected at this vibrational level. We're all connected. And they've done lots of studies that show that time and space, it, it makes no difference because we live in, we all live in a gigantic field, picture an ocean of energy and information that we're all swimming in. And you can learn to, we're all connected there and you can learn to communicate via the field. This all has to do with field theory. And it's so different from what we've been taught about needing to be close to a person in space. But this works outside the realm of time and space as we know it. You know, the fancy terminology is that there's a field of non-correlation. It's, excuse me, it's a field of correlation, but it's non-local, meaning we're all correlated, we're all interconnected, but it has nothing to do with space, local time and space. Mm. Yep. It's a little heady. And I realize, you know, the beautiful thing about this is you don't have to be a science geek or in, understand one thing about physics for it to work. Think of your cell phone, for example. You don't really know how it works. We don't have any wires connecting us, but we're connecting and communicating at a distance all the time th through sound waves. Mm -hmm. Well, when I work on people, I can actually hear the sounds it is the same thing. There are sound waves. Energy is communicated 
through sound, light, color, and vibration. And we live in a world of vibrational information. And so I'm actually able to sense and send sound waves. You just can't hear them. I can actually hear them as well. Some of my clients do hear them. They'll hear tones or music even or sounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, animals, they've done a lot of studies with dogs. The dogs hear it. They can hear a whole... a whole spectrum of frequencies that we can't hear, but it's based on frequencies. And these frequencies communicate with the cells of your body. You know, and you mentioned with the cell phones, and it's so interesting because I've noticed this Mm -hmm. with me sometimes. Now, you tell me, is it that sometimes I'm more connected to it or not? But sometimes, I'm not kidding, I will put the cell phone to my ear and within 30 seconds, like that side of my head is hurting. Okay, this is the thing. Yes, you're, what it is is you're becoming more sensitive to it because you're putting your awareness on it. And we're not used to putting our awareness in that way. We just, you know, we're very disconnected oftentimes from much information that's constantly inside us and around us that is affecting us, but we've never learned to pay attention to it. And that almost answers your next question, which is how do I train people? Mm -hmm. I teach them to shift their awareness in a a way they're not used to. And, And that's why anyone can learn to do this. That's why you're learning to become sensitive to the EMFs in your phone Mm -hmm. because you're putting your awareness, your attention there in a way you haven't done before. And everyone can do this and should be doing this. And, and, but what's so interesting is it wasn't like, I thought, well, this is bad for me. And, and so that's what brought it on. I mean, I clearly felt it and it's like, I didn't have time to put my headset on and I just grabbed the phone, but it it is the most obvious thing. And I think, well, am I just making this up? No, because I will feel it on the side that I'm holding the phone on. It's energetic information. You're picking up the energy information from the vibration of that phone and what it emits. And think of it this way, people have vibration and they emit it. Mm. Uh, Everything has a vibration and we feel it all the time. We just ignore most of it. But for example, if you go over to a friend's house and you walk in the house and they've been fighting, somebody in that house has been fighting, you can feel that. Mm -hmm. That's energetic information. If you are driving your car and the driver next to you is in a rage you can often feel their rage in your car. Mm. You see, we're constantly getting information that's energetic. We just haven't learned to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. We also have it inside ourselves constantly. We have an inner knowing of how our energy is all the time. We just are so outer focused most of the time and plugged into devices that we're not paying attention inwardly to the energetic information that our body is giving us because our body is a big, basically it's a big feedback machine. It's there to tell us when we're off track or on track, when we're in ease or when we're in dis-ease. That's Mm. the purpose of our body. Uh, It's amazing. And it's, it's so interesting because it really seems like our gut is telling us the truth, yep. and then we'll use our mind to override it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, you know, nowadays people are finally saying, uh, teaching that the gut is really our first brain. 
the gut's the first brain. And we override it with the, the intellect because we've given so much power to the intellect. But that's why we're also out of whack. Two thirds, two out of every three people are spending money to deal with their stress because it's so high they can't live with it. Wow. Opioid wow. addiction, number one cause of death. This is insanity. Mm-hmm. For sure. So what do you tell the skeptic? Because yeah. they're so conditioned, something doesn't feel right, take a pill, you know, or, or do anything just to not feel whatever they're feeling. What do you, how do you work with them? Yeah, well, I tell the skeptics, look, there's no, nothing I can say that will convince you. You need to have an experience. That's what's so great about biofield healing is that it's very experiential and everyone will have their own experience that they cannot deny it's not me trying to convince them of something or teaching them physics. They're going to they're going to feel something or see something or hear something inside themselves. And ideally they're going to get results pretty rapidly in most cases. And that's what that's what does the, you know, convincing for me. Mhm. Mhm. Wonderful. So is that the kind of thing you tell us the most common is there a common shift that someone will experience? Yes. Usually right away, people say, wow, I felt so peaceful and my mind got quiet because very, very few people have a quiet mind. They're usually thinking all day long and typically it's worrying and stressing and very stressful thinking. So their mind gets quiet. They feel a deep sense, not a normal, just a deep sense of calm and peace that they don't usually have. Mm -hmm. And most people right away report back that they slept Sometimes for the first time in years, they slept mm -hmm. through the night and they woke up feeling better. Many people also will have an emotional release right there the first time they experience uh, the biofield healing and they'll say, oh my God, I finally, I didn't even know I was so upset and it just comes up and moves out mm -hmm. or their anxiety will release. And a lot of people will feel the pain if it's physical pain. It's, it will be gone, the headache, the migraine, um, the back pain, whatever type of pain. Oftentimes they get relief from the pain right away. Mm, and, and so many of the symptoms you mentioned are so directly tied to an unhealed betrayal. So imagine eliminating some of those symptoms. So Deborah, what do you want to make sure everybody knows before we wrap up? I want to make sure, absolutely sure, that you hear me say these words, <laughs> no matter how long you have been in pain, any type of pain, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, even financial or your relationships or your career, if you're in pain over anything, there is a solution. And I want you to know, please do not give up hope. You just haven't gone deep enough yet to find the root of this and the exact steps that will help you release it. And you're probably looking in the wrong place. So I want you to just take one more step. If it's not with me, find someone you trust, but don't stop because there are new solutions that are not the common way yet, but you are not stuck. You do not have to learn to live in excruciating pain and manage it or cope for the rest of your life. Mm, beautiful. And, you know, I remember years ago, just having sort of a, a, a mantra, just because I don't understand it doesn't mean it's not true. Oh, no. And 
that has served me so well. And this, you know, your, your work is an example of something that maybe we're not so familiar with, but that doesn't mean it can't have profound healing. And, and, you know, not only am I just hearing you believing it, I've experienced it. So Deborah, I want to thank you so much for shedding lots of light on a topic that is just so helpful for anyone who's in pain or who's not in pain, who just wants to feel better. Thank you. Thank you for having me and allowing me to share my methods with your with your tribe. It's just such a privilege and thank you for helping me spread the word that there really are solutions that work. So most of us have been taught that something physical like stubbing your toe leads to something physical like it hurts. But here's where Deborah's work clearly shows how something emotional, even if it's from decades ago, is affecting us now and isn't likely to heal unless it and until it's addressed. Stay in touch with Deborah by going to her site at biofieldhealinginstitute.com and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. The brain keeps us alive, but doesn't keep us happy. That was a powerful thing to hear. And it's when we get to the root of what's going on, that's when we have the opportunity to see what's not making us happy and alter ourselves physically by altering the energetic pattern that's creating the pain. And let me give you a gift. Head over to pbtinstitute.com and receive my gift of how your biggest crisis reveals your greatest gift. And let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough. Breakthrough.